welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast. This is episode number 35 and is it? Yeah, yeah, 35. Uh, uh, and I'm Jess. And I am Sasha. Uh, and today we're going to talk a little bit about hard work, <laughs> which sounds a bit of a strange topic, but stay with us. Um, and what I'm just going to do is I'm just going to flip this podcast on its head for the first time ever and remind you to go share this to your story if you're listening. Yeah. Right? Hit subscribe, like, whatever you need to do to spread the word and share the love. I'm reminding you early on because yeah. we always do it at the end and I think everyone trails off. Yeah. So screenshot, go onto your story, quickly ping it over, say, can't wait for this episode, what pair of hugs, and then we'll go. <laughs> And then it, if, I don't know if you can, but like you can like subscribe to it, get reminders. I don't know, leave a review, just just anything, because like that's how I mean, we've got quite a lot of listeners on here. But the reason we have is because people share it. Mm. So it would not that, you know, we this is financially, you know, this doesn't do anything for us financially, but it's just nice to have more people enjoy it, you know? Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Spread the word. Um, hard work. Subjective. Um, different for everyone some people don't like it some people thrive off it some people don't feel like they're doing anything unless it's hard yeah very very subjective what would you say you are what would how would you sort of approach the thought of hard work when it comes to um health and fitness Mm -hmm. but also general sort of overall life hard work see I think I've gone through stages where I've burnt the candle at both ends or or whatever and I think I learned a lot from it and I think maybe everyone will go through a stage of doing too much or going to an extreme or thinking that what they're doing is benefiting them in some way where maybe it's not Mm -hmm. um but there's always something something to learn from that and what I learned from mine is that it might have seemed sustainable at the time because I did it for a long time. So anyone would, you know, you could say, well, yeah, it's sustainable. You did it for six months. And it's just like, yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's unsustainable because it came to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I thought hard work was doing more all the time um, because obviously I wanted progression and even progression is subjective. So I basically didn't know what the hell I wanted. Um, but when I thought I was working hard it was I always say it I've said it in an email a couple of times like I remember clocking into pure gym nine times in a week (laughs) (laughs) because it was like well I need to train four times and I need to do my five cardio sessions or whatever um which is fine but that didn't that didn't last obviously but hard work um for me now what do I see hard work with in health and fitness is just keep going um you'll have weeks where you do one session you'll have weeks where you get all three or four whatever you you choose to do but I think hard work is regardless seeing the fact that you're doing something that that's hard work for me these days um Mm -hmm. so not just basically not sacking everything off and just do you know that like over the last two weeks I've, I've been up and up and down the country a, a couple of times and it's like one session mm. doesn't bother me if I got one session in five years ago I'd, I'd look at my I'd probably look in the mirror before I went to bed and think oh no <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look totally different or something but now I I'm like you got one in like it's one week out of uh you know 4,000 weeks that we've got in our life like it fucking doesn't matter at all so I say hard work now is just just cracking on and just getting it done and pushing it when you feel like you have the headspace and dialing it back when you don't Mm -hmm. thanks for coming to my TED talk (laughs) thanks for coming to my TED talk Um, you're so right about it being subjective because actually like I think the basics of what I do now would once upon a time have been hard work. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the same when you see it with clients and stuff, when they first start out, like going for a daily walk, like that requires effort. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
what is it? Is it like um, action leads to motivation rather than trying to think of it as the other way around? Like, oh, you need to be motivated to then take action. Yeah. I think it's that's that type of um, mindset of, okay, when I start to go out and do it, then I'll start to be more motivated, quote unquote, by the results that I'm actually seeing. Like, oh, actually, like I've heard so many clients say, I actually love going out for my walk now. Like I couldn't imagine not doing it because I I reap so many benefits and they're not necessarily thinking about fat loss or like, oh my God, is this really good for my aerobic? They're not thinking about that. They're just thinking, oh, this is a really nice part of my day that I reap maybe even instant benefits from, from the mental health or whatever, but they don't necessarily think about it. It's not, it's like, it's not that deep. (laughs) They just, they just know. Um, So I think, Hard work to me is being able to show up for the basics consistently. And then when the time suits, being able to ramp it up for whatever reason, whether that's like a demand with work, whether that's like a performance-based goal, um, but having that ability to kind of stay, I think we've said it before, almost like a something in the water just like bobbing along floating along but then being able to kind of go right okay I can I can ramp it up and expect a little bit of turbulence or whatever or like whatever that might be turbulence is a totally different thing I meant to say something water orientated but yeah like just just like being able to to ramp it up when you need but I think the thing is with hard work and it's like when people maybe shy away from it or um respond differently to it it's 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 got to be something that you want to do right because the outcome has got to be strong enough for you want to want to put that hard work in. and I think we said about it before didn't we like there's no harm in quitting something if the outcome is no longer worth it for you anymore but if it is worth it then you do need to kind of admit that there's going to be a little bit of tough times ahead and that that's not a negative thing and often the the enjoyable parts in the journey isn't it is, is the the old saying goes yeah of course and it's like it always goes back to what do you want from it mm. that's a, it's such a great question because it's just like it's open-ended it's like and the answers I get are like opposite sometimes opposite ends of the spectrum and I think that what I found from from obviously having thousands of conversations over the years is just like a lot of the time people don't want to admit that what they want from this hard work is weight loss Mm. and it's like and I I hate sometimes I hate even talking about it I'm like are we still talking about like weight loss but it's hard to not talk about it when it's still what so many people deep deep down that's what they really want Mm. it's like um with like CrossFit and obviously people go from um a lot of the time people go from training for aesthetics to CrossFit because they say I don't want to train for the way my body looks anymore I want to train for performance but then the reason that they like the the intensity and the aspect of CrossFit that you know leaves you mentally physically fatigued if you say okay but what what do you want why do you want that though mm-hmm. like why do you keep going back for more and they're like oh I just I enjoy the feeling why do you enjoy the feeling oh because I feel like I've worked hard I feel like I've burned and then you hear that and you're like oh yeah you feel like you've burned energy which means, and then obviously it always, well, a lot of the time leads into, I feel like I've worked hard. I feel like I've burnt energy. So I feel like I can justify my actions when I get home, which is lie down, eat loads of food. Um, It's all those things. And it's like, it's the two sides of the same coin. You're just coming at it from a different angle, Mm. which I empathize with because it's so hard to get away from it. But I think, like I said to you, Jess, the other day, I was like, what is progress for that person? Oh, I just want to make progress. Okay, but what, what does that mean? Yeah, define it. Does that mean you have to define it? Because otherwise, where are you, you're pissing in the wind. Where are you going with it? Mm. Uh, I think that's, a, that's a, another question that can just like, because I think deep down, sometimes people don't want to say what progress means to them, which is yeah. a lot of the time, what is it? Yeah, for sure. The, the you know, the abs, whatever. Yeah, I did a post on Instagram about this last night where I said like four reasons why you're not progressing. And the second reason was like, you're doing random shit basically. So whether that's following a random workout or doing exercises that aren't specific to your goals, like zooming out. And I literally said like, 
what are you wanting to achieve? And that comes down to like that. If you know what you want to achieve, then you know that the step-by-step-by-step progress in between then and that goal is relevant. And he's like, is what you're doing on each of those milestones like relevant? And do you actually know that for a fact? Like, and I'm not talking somebody on Instagram using the word like booty burn or something that's not factual like you need to be curious and ask ask yourself like because you've got to remember like all the time and even in the in some of the content that I put out like I'm using words that I know people can relate to yes right we're all doing that all the time that's how we communicate as humans because we're trying to cut through the jargon if we went into the specifics of the the muscles of the glutes people are like me bored not interested yeah say that booty burn thing again (laughs) It's like, it's like the word toned isn't it you know yeah. people, there's no such thing it's like yeah but the word toned is a word that means nothing but we all know what it means mm. it's got no actual I think I think the meaning if you looked it up is actually a lot different to what we all know like universally what it means mm. but a lot of people obviously play on that they're like oh everyone wants to get toned but no one knows what toned actually means it's like yeah you do you know exactly what it means we all know what it means it doesn't mean that, but we all have a collective opinion of what toned means. And I bet what you would say, Jess, the same what I would say. If I called up a client and said, yeah, what does toned mean? They'd say the exact same thing. It's just the language that we've created around having slightly lower body fat and you can see a little bit more muscle through it. We all know what it means, mm. language. So if that's the goal, fine. If someone says, oh, I just want, I want to be toned. I'm like, okay, so just we're on the same, like, you mean this, right? Yeah. Okay. This is what you got to do to, mm. to get that. But I think a lot of people say like, oh, it, it doesn't, it's not a word. It's like, well, it, it kind of is now. We've yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. It isn't, it isn't like in the fitness industry, it maybe gets a bit of like a, well, it's, it's a buzzword, but like maybe from a coaching point of view, it gets a bit of like a, okay cool but we know we know what you mean it's just making that expectation clear because then what would be the worst thing is if there was no understanding of that and then that person was just following I don't know random workouts whatever and then being like well why am I not getting toned it's like okay well if you wanted to drop a little bit of body fat are you doing anything with your nutrition oh no I was just doing this workout because it said it was going to tone my muscles okay cool then that's not going to (laughs) help exactly it's like so toned means nothing, but it means everything. But then there's words, there's buzzwords like activation, which me like that was a buzzword, wasn't it? Mm, good activation. Yeah, activation. And then obviously, uh, as we know, um, for anyone who's like a Marvel thing, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's your muscles will activate if you do a movement that recruits them. Um, I actually think I don't I don't dislike the word but I dislike what people tend to see as activation so I always think that if you want to <laughs> activate your glutes you, you, I would do like a body weight split squat I would I would roll uh, roll the hips into the working leg I'd add a tempo mm. maybe three seconds down three seconds up and I do like 12 to 15 reps depending on the client before they did like a heavy so that for me activating yeah, the, the, often the best way to activate the muscle groups that you're going to use is do the actual exercise. But the, maybe. Yeah, do, just do what you can, like you want to work. So basically when people say I want to activate my glutes, what is that? Activating it, basically they want to train their glutes, right? That's what they mean. It's like when people say, oh, oh I want a strong core. It's like, do you want a strong core or do you want a flat stomach? It's a, some people, it's the same thing you know and it's like okay so you want to train your glutes basically so instead of activating your, let, let's just train them mm. which is interesting because even like Brett Contreras like does all the banded froggy things and stuff it's interesting isn't it I like how we've gone off on a tangent here but I yeah. still think it's a relevant conversation <laughs> but it comes back to hard work because a lot of people will do those things thinking it's hard work and relevant yeah. to their goal but that's when people lose interest in fitness because they don't get the desired result. So it's hard work for not much reward. So it needs to join up. So similar to a podcast that we spoke about at the, the end of last year, which was about misalignment, it's it has to make make it make sense. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And if you want to train your glutes, fine. I love doing it. I do it. Mm. You do it. Um, but 
how it's advertised to you to do it sometimes is great I've seen some you know what I've seen some I can't believe I'm going to say this I've seen some great glute Instagram posts um from proper trainers and I fucking love that shit and then I've also seen some absolute garbage but then if you look at the garbage you look at what sits behind it and it's usually to in order to sell something like an app or a band or something so although it's garbage they have to do it because they've created this product and you, they're gonna have to sell it in one mm. way or another. and for them to actually say oh by the way you probably don't need this band you probably just need to overload the glue um with a single leg movement and just you know get the movement right and then get stronger over time but that ain't selling you nothing <laughs> so yeah but anyway hard work <laughs> hard work that is hard work because don't get me wrong like whenever I, ha- I have activated my glutes I do you do get that that burn that makes you perceive it as uh, hard work right you're like holy hell my glutes are on fire yeah and sometimes the burn is for example if you're let's just say you've done six weeks of bulgarian split squats right and you started off with 12 reps a slow tempo with a lighter weight and you get a feel for the movement and then you bring the reps down you add more weight and then you get to six to eight weeks down the line it's like right drop the tempo grab the 15 kgs in each hand and go for it on the reps it'll burn but in a totally different way than doing 50 frog uh frog frog pumps it's a totally different way a frog pump will burn just like if i did a wall sit and held now, it yeah now and held it it would burn because I'm in the fucking wall sit for a long time but doing eight weeks of, of progression in Bulgarian a, a rear foot elevated split squat in a great position mm. and fucking sending it on week eight grabbing those weights and just going for it right let's do two sets of eight and then an AMRAP it's gonna burn like a fuck <laughs> and then there you go it's a different kind of burn so it's like we we talk about the burn like we talk about the word toned like we talk about the word activation they all have meanings in our head and there's all they're all relevant but we just take the wrong end of that word when Mm. really toned means something activation means something and what's the third one burn burn they all they all relevant but we've just completely ruined it basically yeah (sighs) Because that's fucking hard work. Getting into the gym every week for eight weeks and progressing on your Bulgarian split squats that everyone hates, that's hard work. Mm. You've had a busy day at work. It's been a bit shit. Right, okay, but I'm on week seven, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Bulgarian's way for nobody. (laughs) I'm on week seven and I've done it every week and I've not missed it. And my goal is to get 12 reps on each side with 15 kilos in each hand in, in a good position which is not I can do that you probably could I don't think I could do that I don't know, I don't know about right right now <laughs> my legs are a bit battered no I don't think you could right now but that's fucking hard work and if someone said yeah. Oh, yeah, I did I did a progressive program and I built up and I managed to do this way I'd be like high five you've done that there's not many people that would do that you know why it takes a long time takes hard work takes consistency. exactly exactly and hard work is is that and we're maybe talking to people now on the podcast who um like enjoy training who've got an interest in it um mm-hmm. and for them exercise maybe comes easy because they enjoy it mm-hmm. um or maybe someone's listening to this and they're like yeah I go in waves I go in waves with it yeah. but like what I always think about it when I talk, think about hard work it's like that action to actually get going is often really hard for people I had, I had a conversation yeah. with a client the other day and it's like the the and it's totally honest but it's like the bullshit excuses that we give ourselves to not do something and it's like um we're all guilty of it right mm-hmm. and and it sounds so cheesy and again we don't want to go into that whole mindset of like just try harder but it's like I think sometimes it's like you have to admit that it, it isn't always going to be enjoyable, but should that always stop you doing something? I don't always enjoy doing my dishes, but I need to do them. I don't always enjoy flossing, but I still do it. Oh it's like, God. can I just say something that I heard about flossing the other day that sent my head west? Oh God, what? 
I like floss, right? You floss, right? We floss. So I said, you'll hate this because it's not only is it poo chat. Oh, God. <laughs> but someone said that someone, someone heard someone say, brushing your teeth without flossing is like wiping your ass, but not the crack. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. It is. It's the same analogy, to be yeah. fair, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I, I love. I'm like, I like to look after my teeth or whatever. But you know, there are times when I forget to floss, and now I think of that, and I'm like, oh my god, that's disgusting. But anyway, yeah, carry on. Sorry. Yeah. No, it is. No, it, it's it, it's the same <laughs> disgusting analogy. <laughs> no, it, but it's like I think it's those times where we we go oh we've got a cho- the thing is you've got a choice with exercise it's like the instant gratification of you washing your pots up is having a clean kitchen and also if you let them pile up it's visible you can't then cook anything it's a bit of a nightmare whereas actually if you don't do exercise not you can't see anything happening same as you're not going to see yourself get gum disease overnight it's not going to happen without flossing <laughs> <laughs> one sec oh jess in fact, no, stay on. You know what? You guys can stay while my buzzer's going off on my door. But carry on. This is real life. To the door. Normally we pause and cut this bit out, but maybe you know it can this, is, this is real life. You can even hear me say, hello. Thank you. <laughs> this is real life. Guys, it's my floss. Is it your floss? <laughs> you know yeah. what? I bought, um, I've just got a missed call as well. Um, in fact, we're going to have to pause. Sorry, one sec. <laughs> let's talk about why we hesitate on action okay right yes why do you hesitate on action um often often when it's something that I don't necessarily want to do <laughs> like but I think I should do it but it's not necessarily something I want to do. and it's the same for exercise isn't it I guess but um I think Sometimes I think the difference with exercise is like once you've done it, mm-hmm. you know the benefits. So it doesn't matter whether you're in that mindset of, oh, I don't want to do it right now because you you know how it helps you in the long term by doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's like a non-negotiable. It's like if I wake up and I don't want to train, if unless I've got a valid reason, like I'm injured, then I'll still train because it's it's not it's not enough that's not enough of a thing to put me off whereas maybe I'm trying to think of what maybe other other things I hesitate on I'm a bit indecisive with like things like purchasing sometimes I really surprised myself the other day I did an impulse buy and I never impulse buy yeah I never impulse buy and I was like really shocked at myself I was like I don't really ever think I've ever done that in my life (laughs) normally like I deliberate for ages so like Sometimes I hesitate because I don't have all the information. So that could be another reason in action. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good one, actually. And this isn't, this isn't something that I've personally done, but I spoke to a client the other day and they said that they were so hesitant to start because they didn't know what to believe. Mm. And it's like, for, for someone not in the know, like you, like you and I can probably look at something and understand the validity of it or like whether it's actually worth even doing um but to the untrained eye how the hell are they supposed to know they've got one person telling you to do meal plans and hit you've got one person saying crossfit changed my life you've got one person saying um 15 minute a run a day will take you from blah blah so it's like okay but who's telling the truth who's telling the truth everyone's got everyone's got a bias and everyone's got probably data supporting every single one so mm-hmm. So, you know, they could go on a run and be like, oh, I didn't really like that, but this person says this. And then, well, I went to a CrossFit class and like, I, I hurt, but I don't really want to go again because I don't really want to be in that pain again. It's like, well, I don't really like this meal plan, but everyone said that structure helps. And it's like, and then it's analysis paralysis. It's like, it's so much information. It's like, where, how do you even action anything when you don't even know? Mm. And that's why I think like, I was even thinking this isn't really a business plug, but there is so much that can be had out of a conversation with someone, a professional. So obviously like with um, uh, consultations, I actually think that if you're out there 
and you have that analysis paralysis where you're like you want to take action but you you're like what the fuck am I what how am I supposed to know what to even do it's great to just have a conversation with someone Mm. so I, I was thinking in the past just offering like not many maybe one or two a month or a week I don't know I haven't really thought about that much but just offering a one-off 60 minute air your dirty laundry almost and be like look this is what I've done what this is what I didn't like this is what I did like uh this is what I want this is where I am now this is what I'm confused about can we just basically chat about it and leave it at that but I think as well, like that's that's what a lot of our consultations turn into, isn't it? Or like at least the the initial like chat that you have with people, yeah. because there's no when we and you jump on a call with people, there's no obligation for them to sign up with us. Absolutely no. But it's like sometimes just talking about it is reassuring enough, and Sasha and I kind of asking you the right questions and and developing that trust and that relationship is then enough for someone to go do you know what? I trust you to, to then work with you. And that's, that's sometimes all that person needed. Sometimes yeah. people need to go and sit on it. Um, you mentioned a client, uh, who's just started with you this year, but needed a few months because it wasn't the right time for them like last year. Mm-hmm. And that, that happens as well because it has to be, the timing has to align and like <clears throat> Sasha and I aren't, aren't naive enough when we say like, we don't, we don't always think health and fitness is everyone's number one priority. But when you come to work with us, it helps if it's up there. Yeah, or close to being up there or has potential yeah. to be up there. Yeah. Um, because that tends to be why people come to us, right? Because yeah. they're thinking about it, which means it's maybe becoming one of their priorities. Um, but that's why I think that the analysis paralysis around like actually doing anything is the same with like we, we've spoken about before, like personal finance. Like some people don't even want to look at their finances I spoke to a client the other day we were just talking about this because we were talking about the recent statistic about um 30 year old women 50 percent of 30 year old women don't have kids and it's gone up by like 27 percent since Mm. 19 something and we were talking about all the finances they're a huge um have a huge impact on that on that uh, statistic and she was saying like I don't even like looking at mine she's like it's ignorance is bliss literally because what I don't know can't hurt me and that's the same with fitness, the same with like health and fitness. It's like, if you feel all right, but you know that you're not doing ev- like everything you can, like you're going to prolong that for as long as you physically can until mm. something happens where you're like, okay, which I totally get. It's like, as long as I haven't got the bailiffs at my door, I'm going to ignore that amount in my bank and I'm going to ignore pensions and ISIS and all that. And I'm just going to just hope for the best because at least... I what I don't know can't hurt me Mm. you know um but to actually take a step in the right direction what would be the best thing to do have a look have a run the numbers fine tooth comb it with health and fitness it could be having a you know a hard conversation with yourself do you feel good does something does anything hurt how much how much how many takeaways do you have how much of your food do you cook yourself? How many vegetables are you eating? Are you getting any protein at all? How much booze are you really having? Do you know what the side effects of that are? You know, and then it's like, ouch, that hurt. Ouch, that hurt. And then usually that's when people are like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like taking, it's the whole taking a hard look in the mirror, isn't it? Like that's that's the uncomfortableness that none of us really want to do. But then when you do it, you're like, and and so don't get me wrong, that's often not enough for some people that they still don't, that's still not enough. They're like, yeah, like some, like we said before, it's like a race to the bottom. Yeah, so what? I'm, well, so what? I'm a mess with my finances. Or so what? Yeah, of course I'm unhealthy. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's, it's so prominent at the minute. It's, TikTok is the worst place for it. Mm. It's literally like, how, how like shit can I make my life appear to make sure that no one thinks that they're in a, a worse po- uh, position than I am? It's like, mm. where the hell did that come from? Yeah. You can do, or you save 50 quid a month. Well, I can't even save 10. Or, well, well, I live paycheck. Well, I'm in 50 grand worth of debt. And it's like, 
it's not a competition. Yeah. Why are we all trying so hard? Brag, to... Why would you brag about that? You know, mm. okay, some people are, but it's not something to like, you're not trying to like make everyone think that you're in the worst position. It's, it's really mm. bizarre. Oh, you can run a mile. I can't even, I never even leave the house. It's like, right. Uh, don't never even know where this conversation is going. <laughs> All I know is that it's shit and it's really <laughs> unproductive and it's destructive and it's not helping anyone. It's just making yeah. you feel better about being in a shit position. And it's an armor, isn't it? I think a lot of people use that as a way, it's like a protection thing where they're just like, if I say it first, then no one else will be able to say it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah, I'm overweight or whatever, like make a joke out of it because maybe you don't want somebody else to comment on it or yeah like do you know what I mean it's just weird it's like a strange it's a, it's a strange coping me- mechanism that all of us will have done at some point in our lives for yeah. something yeah well we had that conversation a few weeks ago where I, I used to say it about me being a tomboy I used to be like well I'm a boy well I because everyone used to call me one so I'd just be like well uh well you know I'm 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 like I'm one of the boys I don't like makeup I don't like this when in fact I did but everyone would just say it. So I'd be like, yeah. well, if I say it first, or I'm single. I've, I'm the only single one out of my friends. Okay, well, if I tell everyone that I'm single, then no one will call me single. It's like, yeah. when really, it fucking doesn't even matter. Bizarre. Yeah, I used to do that loads. Yeah, it's funny. And as well, like, you think, I, I think of it on a minor scale, like, you know, like when someone says, oh, that's, that's like a nice top or whatever. And you're like, oh, thanks, it's from, and then you'll say, like, uh like oh it's only from Primark or whatever and it's like you have to like make people rather than just accepting stuff like as a compliment I feel like we're going a bit on tangent here but still yeah, I actually think it's I've I did it with um I've got uh, even now I'm saying it I've got some really expensive trainers that I bought maybe it was three years ago a year before I went to Saudi and I knew that everyone would be like oh my god you spent that on that so I always used to say oh yeah but I got a tax rebate so it was like free money it's like no Sasha you wanted to buy them, so you bought them. Yeah. The end. That's the end of that story. If you don't like them, that's fine by me. It's because you don't have to wear them. I am. We so, yeah. So why? Well, um, I got a tax rebate, so it was basically free money. So technically, they were free. I didn't spend any money on them. It's like no. <laughs> it is so funny how we how we cope as humans. Literally, it's ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. But hey, anyway, yeah, it happens. Why, how do we get onto that? Uh, <laughs> something about action somehow somehow we, we spoke a little bit about like why we hesitate but then also um I think that the next point is probably like the, the outcome side of things which is it's got to be worthwhile enough and if you don't see enough value in your goal mm-hmm. I want to I want to drop a dress size or whatever that's not enough for you to want to do it then you will find every excuse and every reason not to do it possible, which is why when it comes down to um, having sort of a goal, having sort of a, a, an intrinsic or an extrinsic goal really matters because the extrinsic one is when we get to it and it feels hollow and then we feel a bit like, well, what's next? Why? Oh, well, I said that when I earn X amount a year, I'd be happy. Or I said when I had this house or I said when I had this or when it was this size, I'd be happy and I'm exactly the same as I was before because it's, it's not about that it's because it's, it's got to be so much more deep and meaningful and it's difficult to get to that deeper meaning but that's why you need to ask those questions yeah absolutely no I, I think that's it's so important it's like that uh, Ramit podcast that I said that I think is a really good structure for a fitness podcast I think in the future we should if possible maybe go down maybe have one episode a month where we do that structure because it's so important it's, it's the same as the fitness thing it's like you've got two people who earn a certain amount of money it's usually a lot mm. yet they're all they think about is how much money they're going to have left and all they think about is how much they spend and like oh I buy blueberries they're this amount of money it's ridiculous so I drive a mile to go to another shop to get them because they're cheaper and it's like they will learn they could earn 10 million a year and still have that mindset and I think it's going to change the more money they earn, but you will always just get used to that amount that you have. And then suddenly you'll want more. You could be like, I just want to earn, like we've spoke about before, I want to earn three grand a month. It's like, if I could get three grand a month, then I would have this to spend on this and I'd be so happy. If you earn three grand a month for three years, for example, it's not, it's not an amount. 
Mm. It's that you're searching and you're waiting for that, that like clarity, that feeling at the end where you suddenly feel free. But it's like that person who is earning three grand a month in 10 years time might be earning seven grand a month. Mm. And seven's not enough. And it's not because it's not enough because it probably is, <laughs> but it's the fact that they still feel like that there's a, a, a certain freedom that lies within that number. And it's exactly the same mm-hmm. weight. How many people have you trained that have wanted to lose three kilos, lost it, and then wanted to lose two more? Yeah. Five kilos. Okay, they've lost five. Okay, well, I reckon if I lost another two and got to seven kilos, I'd be able to fit into a size eight. Okay, so now size eight. And it's like, that will just continue until the end of time. And you will never be like, look in the mirror and be like, that's it now. I'm Yeah, it's like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, isn't it? It's such a psychology thing, which is like, it's so interesting, I think. Yeah, no, it is. We're all wired. (laughs) We're all wired so strangely, aren't we? Sometimes when you think deep down. But you know, when people say like, I don't know why I'm like this, like get get really curious because the more you know- a reason. Yeah, the more you can evolve with it. Um, and and that's that's half the half the process really, because then you can start to be face the uncomfortable truths and also take action, drive towards the right outcome, mm-hmm. be willing to put hard work into the places that need it the most, and you're willing to go that extra mile. And not being like, I don't know, half foot on the pedal, half off it, not really asked, getting like a bit disillusioned along the way, coming up with excuses and being frustrated and then being like, oh, why am I like this? It's like, well, you're not like this. You're not this person that's um, half and half. I'm all or nothing. I'm all or nothing. I hate that. It comes up all the time. Anyone who's listening is like, I said that to you the other day, Jess. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just... Fucking annoying. but it's it's frustrating because you you you're putting yourself in this category as that's your excuse. I'm all or nothing. No, you're not all or nothing. Yeah. You're just not you're not aligned on what it means to you to be able to put this hard work in. Absolutely. Your perception of what it is, your action, you, where the outcome is. Yeah. Did you read my email on Monday? Uh, which one was it? With the picture that well, this is the exact topic I spoke about, which I just thought was interesting. I wrote about how I used to say that stuff to myself all the time. This is an email plug, by the way. <laughs> I don't think I read it yet, no. Um, I liked it, actually. It was, a, it was very easy. I always think with emails, very easy to write. I, never, I didn't have to put a single thought into it because it, it's just like, this is exactly how it went and how it is. Um, it, the, it was called Overshare of the Century, I think, on Monday. Um, and I basically wrote about how when I was in my early 20s, that's exactly what I used to say. Oh, this is just what I'm like. Oh, yeah, but that's just what I do. Oh, yeah, but I've always been like this. And it's like, no, it's, <laughs> you're telling yourself that. You're literally saying, it's like my, uh, my client who she recently had a conversation with me about and she's always tired. Like, no, you're not. You're not mm. tired at all. You're just, she, she said, I'm not tired, I'm uninspired. And it's like, yeah but she's been telling herself that she's tired, which has given her the excuse, oh, I can't do it because I'm tired. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. And that's exactly what I used the example in the email of what I used to do. And I, I gave the examples of like, I used to say that um, I don't eat. I used to basically um, see how many days I could go without eating chocolate and sweets. Oh, I did read it. I did. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I used to do it all the time. I'd be like, day seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> day nine and I and then one time I ate all, a load of it I wouldn't call it a binge because it's not it was just eating like handfuls of M&Ms or whatever um and then I woke up in my mouth I had a mouthful of ulcers because and then I read up on it and it was like yeah it, it, it can happen especially with chocolate that's exactly what I did it's like I would always just say oh yeah but I can't if I have it then I'll eat too much of it and it's like no you won't you just think you will because you have done before. Mm-hmm. But now, as I say all the time, like I have chopped all the time and I have never done that ever again because I took the time to sort it out. So we can say, oh, I can't have biscuits in the house. We always hear that. Oh, I can't have that in the house because I'll just eat. Of course you will. In fact, I'm going to plug a post, Jess, because I read a really good post last night. 
Lauren Slater. Um, Jess, I'm going to send this to you right now. So you can maybe tag it and then maybe I'll just um, give her some recognition. Um, basically, it says a thought that popped into my head as I gazed into a two year old half empty Nutella jar. And it's really interesting. And it's just a really good way of thinking about that topic that we were just talking about. It's really interesting. It was a long to read, so maybe you can read it after the pod, but it's like a few slides, but it's really, I, I really liked it. It's, it is funny because in some ways, the narrative and the stories that we have or the experiences that we have in our life, like teach us valuable lessons. Like, oh no, I am the type of person who's very, um, I don't know, driven or like I'm intelligent or whatever, like the story that you've told yourself. But then you've got to remind yourself as well that your body does it and your mind does it in ways that, is designed to stop you from changing mm-hmm. absolutely no, you're totally I, right. I think I said I can't remember who I said this to the other day I think I said it in the the restore in the postnatal group that I've, I've just started this week which was like really good way to identify these things that are like holding you back is like write down some of like your limiting self-beliefs on like a piece of paper draw a line down the middle on the left hand side write down all your self like self-limiting beliefs like I'm not smart enough, I'll, I'll never be fit, or I'm just not the type of person who gets up in the morning and works out, I would never prepare my meals or think about them in advance, all this stuff. Then right on the other side of the piece of paper, like all the evidence that shows that not to be true, like I'm not smart enough, well actually I got a degree so that, that can't be correct, or I'm never the type of person who would be, be slim, or well that's actually incorrect because maybe once in a lifetime I maybe define myself as slim, or actually why is uh, what what would our classes what what where does that category start and end um like then start to go through it and what you'll tend to find is like if you can have the evidence that backs it up and also maybe like digging a little bit deeper on where that's come from maybe someone said something to you once maybe whatever and then have the evidence against it you can start to see how like hollow those statements are no i like that yeah, I like that thing. Self-limiting beliefs and then evidence of why that's not true. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that, actually. Because it, when you see it on paper as well, you're like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, And it, it goes back to the, what we were saying about the race to the bottom. It's like, we love saying, saying negative things. Mm. It's like, when we, it sounds, sounds dead cheesy, but when was the last time you, it, it almost seems like um, self-indulgent to list things that you love. Mm. which sat, it is does sound self-indulgent like hey guys I'm Sasha and these are all the great things about me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a really um I saw a really interesting study I can't remember I wonder if I can find it anywhere but if you was to say what is your best quality about yourself what would you say um in my my brain or the way I look however you interpret that sentence I knew you were gonna say that <laughs> Um, you know what best thing about yourself it's really hard because without sounding full of myself like since I've turned 30 I actually really like the person that I am Mm. so and maybe in my 20s I didn't but I think that's normal I think yeah yeah yeah, you almost get that nice clarity after turning 30 um I hate that I don't know what to say so do you want me to tell you what came up a lot so when people said about like the thing what's the best thing about them so maybe like if we're talking like a specific thing about their body right there like I think it was something ridiculous like 90% of like the women said eyes they just said oh, I like my eyes like as a thing I don't like my, I don't like my eyes actually <laughs> because it was like they it was like that was the easiest thing that they could like you know like separate themselves from because it's like I can't change that that's just who I am I was gonna say my tits <laughs> <laughs> but how many years of your life haven't you liked I'm them? joking <laughs> Dan's gonna be listening to this he's gonna laugh yeah no you're right I think the reason I is because I, you know, I've had three boob job consultations and I've spent money on deposits and got it back just because I've always had that negative thing. So sometimes I like to say like, I have a great rack. But I understand that like, oh, thanks. 
I understand the I thing because it's very, it does it almost doesn't seem self-indulgent. I really like my eyes. It's better than I I love my ass. I love my tits. That's I love what I mean. It, I think as as women, I think we're all like quite guilty of that, like not maybe being as self-proclaimed as our male counterparts. And you see this in the industry that um that we're in, in in the business world, where like it's very easy for men to talk about being like uh, I've got a seven figure business or whatever da, 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 da. whereas it's like if a woman said that it's like oh you're a bit full of yourself like <clears throat> it's so funny how it's like how women get caught I think Stephen Bartlett talks about this quite a lot doesn't he yeah I think transparency with with this kind of stuff has got such a big taboo around it mm. like talking about money or talking about things that you like I would love it I'd love it if someone said oh my god you know what you know what I love my legs or whatever I'm like fucking yeah yeah love that no no one ever says that do they like you know when you we have consultations how many times can you say that someone's come to you and said I love this about myself that's really sad but there's always something but I, th- I think everyone likes one thing but mm. we don't say it it's weird we'll list we'll list 20 things that we hate but we won't list one thing that we like because we think that the other person's gonna think that we're full of it yeah and I also hate how com- how like confidence like this is uh, no I will I will say it. when I when I first went to uni I um the friends that I made that I'm still friends with now a lot of them said oh I didn't think you liked me when we first met because I I can be quite confident and like, I, like for example, I, I would happily talk in front of a a, a, a room, and it don't, that just doesn't bother me. And it's not because like I I'm really happy with what I have to say, but for some reason I don't get that kind of nerve nerves. Like obviously we're doing a podcast. I think that's, and I think you'd be similar, right? Mm. And I but I hated that because I always thought that I gave off a really bad first impression, which I think led to the fact that when I meet people new groups of people now I'm way more reserved because I think I'm going to give off a bad impression and I remember when I met uh, my best friend Jess she used to work at Hawksmoor and I remember when I went to meet her after work and all of the staff were there and I sat and said nothing so I was so nervous that people were going to think that they think that I didn't like them or something and then Jess afterwards was like Sash what what's up and I was like what I was like she was like you you didn't say it like you just sat in silence like what's up and I was like oh it's weird I was so nervous that people were gonna think I was a certain way that I just fucking said nothing that's mad isn't it and that's all from maybe one person or two people saying oh we didn't think you liked us whereas before you might exactly because I thought that I gave off a bad impression because at school some there was a group of girls that also said that they thought I was full of it and I'm so, if you know me, I am not, I'm so not full of it. It's, it's quite frankly the opposite. And they said I was, they said I was full of it. And then they said that some people said that they didn't think I liked them. And so then it got to the point where I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> no words. Come out no words. I'm just going to sit there inside. If someone talks to me, of course, I'm not going to, but I, I never like sparked a conversation. And she noticed that and she's like, oh, what's up? Like, this isn't what you're normally like. Mm. Like, yeah I just think that when it's a new group of people that I've never met ever sometimes I feel like it's safer not to say anything just in case I say something that someone doesn't like which is silly really I'm more likely to be the person that fills any awkward silence <laughs> like, so, who likes cheese <laughs> yeah I'd be like oh god there's a gap there's a gap guys let me fill it yeah and then probably in turn people are like oh who is this gal um <laughs> that, turned a, that turned into a bit of a therapy session what are we talking about hard work <laughs> that seems hard work hard work like the inner workings of um our brain bloody hell that's hard work yeah but I think what a good thing to talk about which is what people perceive as hard work in fitness is high heart rates lots of sweat yeah pain uh, uh, doing doing more than you are physically capable of sweat more sweaty the better yeah when in fact you could tr- do a very great training session in the north pole and uh <laughs> you ain't sweating yeah more <laughs> more calories burnt on a watch yeah the, the the i've just been to um this class 
picture of the Apple Watch, this is how much I burn, therefore that is hard work. Yeah, but isn't it funny? Because it's like, you know, when I just thought, you know, when we put those screenshots up on stories and stuff and it's like, you could put up like, I've burned 600 calories in an hour um, and people would be like, whoa, that's amazing. They must have worked really hard. And it's like, oh, what did you do? But I actually just, I just did burpees nonstop for an hour. And it's like, well, that's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> like, Which I've actually done before. And I can honestly say it's stupid. Have you? I, what did I do? I did once, um, was it, I think I did for a whole month, a hundred burpees a day for a whole month. Jess. Mm, twice. I think I did it actually. Why? Once. I just I did it to test myself <laughs> and the second time I did it um as part of like a group like challenge thing that sounds hideous <laughs> do you know what though like my arms got massive <laughs> honestly when I did 365 burpees in a in a day for, for new year or something stupid um I have never had hamstring and chest arms like that in my entire life and core and abs obviously when you, if you think about a burpee right if you do one properly you go to the floor like a fish mm. like a fish on the floor push yeah and then you use your you extend your hips and you tuck so you're getting core in there and you're almost doing a, a deadlift as you go down because you're hinging so I did 365 of them in a row and I could not walk for a week mm. okay so that brings us into a perfect little bit of conversation was that hard work yes what was it not effective okay it, it wrote me off for a week I couldn't move I couldn't cough and I couldn't laugh hard work and effective are two very 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 different things if you mm. did 365 burpees a day for a week, is that hard work? Of course it is. Mm. Luck, is it effective? Absolutely not. Yeah. Because uh, it's bizarre and you're probably going to hurt yourself. And also it's unsustainable because you're obviously not going to continue. So you've got to ask yourself, where's the progression? So I'm not saying it's not hard work. If you want to do it, I don't recommend it, but feel free to go. Because it... Is it, it? Yeah, like we say, make it make sense and stuff. But I don't, I don't, I don't regret doing that hundred burpees a day for a month because it's like oh. it was just it was yeah it was hard work. Do you know what it was more hard was mentally thinking oh my god I've got to fit this into today yeah. and I couldn't be asked. Yeah. That was what was hard work, and especially if you were sore from the day before. Like I think the second time I did it when I did it as a group with a group of people, I had a really sore back and I was like well, I don't know why I'm doing this and I think I. I think I was like, at one point, I was like, I'm going to have to do this differently. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm necessarily doing this for the right reasons anymore. So it's like, that's the thing. It's like, there's nothing wrong with doing these challenges. And like, I will hold my hands up and say, I've done loads of stuff like this over the years, for sure. Like, but now looking back, it's like, the reason has got to make sense. Yes. And if, if all you want is some grunt work and some hard, and it's too hard, then fine. Yeah, yeah. But, Go for it. But then you. what's the goal? If you want it to be like, if we talk about fitness, oh yeah, but you know, it makes you really fit. And it's like, does it? Yeah. Does it? Know, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it did. And do you know what I actually like about those types of challenges? It's not even anything to do with the physical element. I like sometimes the mental challenge. Mental challenge, exactly. Yeah. It's nothing to do with like, oh, I'm trying to burn calories. I'm trying to get a high heart rate. I'm trying to get abs. I'm trying, it's not about that. For me, it's like, like with something that over. Myself through it. Yeah. Can I put myself, can I, can I stick with something for a month? Can I stick with, can I stick with training for the marathon for eight months? Mm -hmm. Like that's sometimes where I think you're still doing it. You're still showing up. That's, that's nice. That's nicer feeling for me because I'm thinking you're growing mm -hmm. through like mental fortitude is the way I think of it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally get that. And mm -hmm. honestly, if, if it's not hurting you and it's not setting you back and you completely understand yeah. the risk and you're willing to sacrifice certain things to do it. Good for you. Yeah, for sure. Good for you. However, if you've done no training whatsoever and you want to do a marathon in a month, 
that is just silly because the risks outweigh the reward mm. tenfold it's like you will it's almost like a guaranteed then like you will hurt yourself and your yeah. body and you ain't getting fitter it's a stress response for four weeks which will wear off two weeks after you finished and you'll probably have really painful hips ankles knee mm. shoulders heart <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, it's like okay but that's not like showing me that you're like yeah oh they're so brave it's like no it's stupid it's not it's doing something in the name of showing off it's like would you do that marathon in a month with no training if no one knew you were doing it no yeah no it's it's um what's really interesting about that as well is when we talk about like that mental fortitude and like that pushing on and stuff I also think like I wonder if that's maybe you know when people approach these like short-term challenges that's Mm -hmm. what it is to them Mm -hmm. yeah possibly yeah and you know what if that's the case and again the risk doesn't outweigh the reward then fuck it who am I to say you do what you want Mm. but if the goal that sits behind it is something that requires a different path then I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna be honest because if I didn't bring it up then yeah yeah and it's not it's not our job to try and convince you otherwise it's our job just to present the facts exactly the truth the truth like this is the truth um it's my job to tell you this if I were to do what you want me to do in this position I'd be doing you a huge disservice and you are in within your rights to stop training with me and give me a one-star review on (laughs) TripAdvisor (laughs) but you have to here's right okay you want to do this okay here's the truth um let's just use the marathon in month because it's easy you can't handle the truth you you can't handle the truth the marathon is thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of muscle contractions that your body cannot do Mm. the end can you walk a marathon no well you sure as hell can't run it then um have you ever do you have a base of aerobic fitness no um why do you want to do it in a month why can't you pick one that's two years from now and train for it properly that's when it usually comes in it's like no I just want to do this now I want to do this now it's like well well if personally if that was a client with me a new client and they'd never done any running and they wanted to run a marathon I just wouldn't take them up because it's pointless um but it's our job to table the truth and if you don't like them then that's fine um but it's our job you know interesting I love how when we've done like a certain amount of time it's like <laughs> like long long pause it's like oh wow well, so yeah, it's always about the right time that we find that long pause yeah because we've Why? said enough <laughs> so now that's the end of the podcast guys Thanks ever so much for joining us. Yeah, and we've already already told you at the beginning what we'd like you to do with it. Um, if you haven't done it, why not? Why not? I'm a bit tired, actually. What's the plan for the day, Jess? Um, I have got some client calls this afternoon. Um, I'm looking at my diary. I've got like a, a, a virtual event with some clients tonight as well, which is quite nice. We're doing like a little a little reset on sort of mindset nice so that'll be quite nice I'm looking forward to that what about you um I have some programming to do um I have an email to write for tomorrow Mm. um obviously we've got this pod and then we've we had a call this morning and that's pretty much my day I think I've got eight people's weeks to do do you Um, ever feel like um sometimes when you've got your list of things to do and you take them off you're like oh that was quite a good day like as in like you just do the things that you need to do and then you're like huh I'm a bit of a nightmare for them being like well what I can sneak a task from tomorrow over to today it totally depends if I literally so say for example there's one day a week where I don't do any programming um it's different every week so for example this week in my gorgeous diary that Dan got me look oh um I've put tomorrow as my non-programming day but what I could do is do Friday's programming tomorrow 
because I'm not in the gym on Friday. So mm. then technically I've got a couple of calls with clients in the morning, but then technically I could take my half day for the week as Friday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're still here, well done. <laughs> you're still on the pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> We're just, this is just me and Jess talking now. <laughs> if you are listening, then hi. Um, yeah, you care. In retirees. And it, should we go? <laughs> Great. Great pod, guys. Thanks ever so much for listening. Good chat. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week for episode 36. See you next week. <laughs>